Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This week's episode of Book Cheat is brought to you by Audible. For a free 30-day trial, visit audible.com slash bookcheat or text bookcheat to 500-500. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicky, and as always, we're going to look at a classic this week. And joining me to look at such a classic, it's the guys from Sans Pants Radio that we love to love. It's Joel Zammett and Jackson Bailey. <laughs> to be loved to love. That's good. <laughs> we love to love you guys. and Everyone yeah. hates to hate you and loves yeah. to love you. Some people do hate us, but they hate that they hate us. <laughs> yeah, they hate that they exactly. hate us. Exactly. It's like eating the, you know, like the, the tenth bit of chocolate. You're like, mm, I hate this, but I kind of love it. But mm, I'm going to do it anyway. I love this right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having us on, Dave. I'm very thank excited. You, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you uh, both being on the show again. Um, it's great to have you back. In the podcast, we are not in the same room as we mm, usually no. are when we do this. So, mm-hmm. how are things going in your your isolation? They're, they're not too bad. Pretty pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's pretty chill. I, I think I've, I've been working home, like from home, for almost a decade. So, not much has changed for me except my partner's around a lot more. Um, mm, but my standard right. address has plummeted because no one else is coming over. So, um, mm. <laughs> it's been nice. <laughs> Yeah, I think I shaved yeah, uh, just for a bit of a novelty of uh, something to do as opposed to, oh, gross, um, mm. which is nice. Right. It's just yeah. so- something to kill the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what life becomes about. You oh. know, nobody thought that the apocalypse would be this, well, one, cozy, and <laughs> two, slow. Yeah. Anyone else find you just like in the shower and, and you just sort of stand there for a bit too long and your, your mind wanders and then you're suddenly mm-hmm. in the shower for about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You're like, no, oh, whoops. Oh, yeah, I should get on with my day. Well, my, my main problem with the shower is that that does happen and it's the one room in the house where you don't have a clock and you don't have access to your phone for the time mm. so you're like have I been in here for 5 minutes or 50 minutes <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. I don't know and now it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter as long as the water is warm it's, it's all good it's just, who cares whatever I've taken up both drinking tea and having baths to like a dangerous extent <laughs> I've had like four baths in the last Maybe like seven days. Like I'm just bathing like crazy, oh, and I don't no like rules. tea. But I'm like, maybe I give myself a taste for it. Yeah. I guess that's my quarantine hobby is yeah. trying to enjoy tea. Huh. We've started uh, uh, cooking things from scratch, so we've been making like pastas from scratch. It's been nice. That's lovely. That's so fantastic. <laughs> now I still suck at cooking, and it's one thing that I wish I'd slightly got better at before this, and now I could be excelling at it. It's a hard time to start wow. now. <laughs> Heaps of YouTube uh, tutorials out there. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, 
It's a good tip. Mm. <laughs> I, I prefer living uh, in you know denial that I could ever do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just start. Just chuck yeah. stuff in a pot, see if it's good. That's yeah. how the first chefs began. <laughs> bit of sugar, what could bit go of wrong? ham. Mm, oh, that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. mm. You've Ooh, combined sugar, ham, orange juice, bok choy, milk, and you taste it, and then you know that's not good, and you can cross <laughs> that off your list. <laughs> you try something else. Right, yeah. Like you, about. you made something you you told uh, you told us the other day, which kind of made me furious. Like I, I love experimenting with food. I'm a big fan of mm. like, hey, here's something from one culture. Let's like do, do it with another culture. Like I, I love the Fusion. idea of like okay. butter chicken spaghetti. You know, I yeah. love that as a concept. <laughs> big fan. Um, my partner, every time I mention that, she just gets a look of fury in her face. But like you met, you, you cook something. It was like honey chicken curry. Yeah, well, I made honey mustard and put curry powder in it because I wanted to see if that was good. It wasn't what I'd call bad. It just was like, it was just like wrong. You're like, oh, these two flavors weren't meant to be friends. And now I know that. I can cross it off. Hey, you're a pioneer. You're experimenting. And that's all Yeah, what if it had been good? What if it had been good? good? <laughs> the age old question. <laughs> yeah. Now you've both been uh cooking, sounds like it. What about mm-hmm. reading? Have you been reading anything in isolation? Now you've got more time than ever, it's hard to put it off. True. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I say yeah. that as someone who has a podcast where I have to read and I'm still yeah. kind of putting it off a bit. Okay. That's uh, fair. I I'm reading a couple of things. Uh I was I'm reading the the barefoot investor for families. Uh, oh, great. Uh, is there, is there like, a big difference? Have you read the original yes, non-family yes, yes. edition? Yeah, this is more like yeah, the, it's, it's, if and when I have a children, uh, I can be prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so I've been reading nice. that, uh, continuing the, the Lies of Locke Lamora, uh, Gentleman Bastard sequence, I'm up to book three of that. And reading is that also more? the family edition? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's good for uh, especially kids under four. Uh, and reading <laughs> right, a lot of right. graphic novels, like catching up on some like Marvel bullshit that I missed. Like uh, uh, when there was just no no mutants for all. Did you know Mystique and Wolverine had a baby, and and, oh, yeah. and then in the future that that came sure. back. Best it's, time to have a baby. It's terrible. His name's Ray's R A. Awful. Z E. Awful. Not good. She yeah, also comics had a, are getting it going over for me as well. I finished with, uh, the- Xavier. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I finished the entire Hellboy series again because I could. I was like, what if I read this from the start? And I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, that took like two nights. Um, otherwise, I've been reading a lot of... I it, Well, weirdly, I got real voracious with my reading up to quarantine. And just before it hit, I started reading a book that was a little bit dense. And so I have dropped off somewhat. But previous to that, I read Endurance about Ernest Shackleton getting trapped in the ice in the Arctic. Oh, that's a story. It's an incredible book. Uh, I read Ada Blackjack, which is about a failed Arctic expedition where these basically five guys and one Inuit woman get conned into uh, getting stranded on an Arctic island and they all die for various foolish reasons. And only Ada Blackjack, who is the Inuit woman, is the she's the only one who survives and it's about her story there. And it's like a true story that's crazy. Um, and I've just started reading Skeletons of the Zahara, which is about a crew of fellas who go sh- get shipwrecked in the Sahara Desert and presumably go through, you know, trials and tribulations. But it's a bit dense, so it's a bit hard to get through. But that's you where love I'm people at. like losing their way oh. and either finding their way or dying. Dave, I do. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> truly I do. 
Before reading this, I read uh, Flight into Hell, which is a story about uh, two German pilots who get stranded on the Australian coast and have to survive. Spoilers, they both turned out to be Nazis, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) Then previous to that, I read 495 Days or something, which is about a guy that he spent the longest alone in a boat in the middle of the ocean of any human on the earth. He's there for like a year and a bit just by himself. Great book. That's like the only kind of book I read. (laughs) (laughs) well this week i've been reading a bit of william shakespeare oh my and i'm here to tell you this week about the scottish play aka Macbeth. and we can say it because we're uh, well i'm not a theater person so no bad luck will come my way i think i was trying to look into why you so there is a superstition that you can't say it in the theater you're supposed Mm. to that's why oh uh, okay Dramatic types will refer to it as the Scottish play in the theatre. And then if you say it, sometimes they, they have these superstitions. If you say Macbeth out loud in the theatre, you have to run out of the room, spin around three times, spit on the ground or some all these crazy things. And I, I was trying to find out why that was to tell you about that. Yeah. There's various <laughs> theories that maybe the first ever lady to play Lady Macbeth uh, died in the role. Okay. There was, there was nothing confirmed. And uh, I'm afraid oh. to say that no one was trapped in a boat or, or in the oh. desert or anything like that. It's a shame we don't have like <laughs> this sort of tradition in sort of modern films. You know, it's like, <laughs> where, you know, what did, what did Edward Furlong do on, on the set of like, you know, The Crow? Was you know, <laughs> so, something happen? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's like someone it's died making that. So surely. Yeah. Maybe we're not allowed to say The Crow if we're yeah, film people. We have to yeah. call it like the. The bird movie or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you say you it, imagine that outside, for like a... flap your arms for a bit, come back Yeah, in. Spit on the ground. Spit on the ground. <laughs> I like to imagine it for like Transformers, Dark of the Moon. You're not allowed to say it. You can't say it whilst you're near a Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, the like Macbeth Scottish play thing just sounds like the kind of bullshit drama game that you did in high school drama where they're like, okay, yeah. for the next session no one can say Macbeth and then you say Macbeth and you're like you said it go outside spin around three times come back in that's just like it just screams theater kid nonsense yeah totally <laughs> yeah you're I'm right oh it yeah. does scream oh how much yeah, I think bullshit tradition have we done which just kind of stems from old-timey theater kid nonsense Oh, I assume any decades-old theatre yeah. tradition began in such a way. It's, everything's Guaranteed. just a game of space jump that went too far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, have, you, have you guys read Macbeth or had to study it in school? I know I definitely did it as one of my year 12, the final year of school plays here. Uh, yeah, I studied it for year 12 as well, um, quite thoroughly and in-depth. Uh, yeah, so I did that. I'm pretty sure I've seen too many plays or too many variations of Macbeth. Mm. As well, yeah, it's definitely oh. the one that I've seen the most uh, live as as a production. But I I do enjoy it. I still I really do enjoy it. How about you, Jackson? I think we did study it at some point, but I don't know. And I may have been in a play of it, but also I don't know. <laughs> I may have I written just... this play. I don't remember. <laughs> I may be William Shakespeare reincarnated. I'm not clear really what's what's going on. There. Going but yeah, I know right we... <laughs> we did study it because I remember like. I remember how, you know, the riddle the witches tell him it's like he should have been looking for linguistic loopholes the whole time and finding that pretty funny. So I remember that. Um, But I also always... This is so stupid. I always get Macbeth confused with um, Oedipus a little bit because they've got the same, you know, here's a prophecy, Mm -hmm. avoid it. 
and they're like, okay, I will. Oh no, I didn't because I didn't. Uh, I needed to think of every permeation of what those words could mean. Rats. Yeah, I, I remember kind so. of getting to like that prophecy, and and when Macbeth does the thing, just thinking like you're a big idiot. Uh, mm-hmm. If someone prophesizes that you're gonna die in a castle, guess what? Don't go to the castle. <laughs> you're done. Is it? I can't loophole you out of yeah. that one, Macbeth. <laughs> I know he really should have thought about that. Hey, mm-hmm. he should have. He should have been thinking. It's true. Well, I've, uh, I've got the uh, the summary here to go through. But first of all, this has been suggested by many people, this one. It's a popular... Whoa. I imagine most of them students wanting to not read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some crib fair, notes. That's fair. 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 Yeah, 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 fair. So I'm going to read out a, a long list of names now, if you will Great. allow me to do so. Please I would do. love you to. But a, a big shout out uh, to the people that suggested I do, Macbeth. Uh, first of all, to Miriam White from Canberra. Big shout out. Uh, Robert Gibbons from Dublin, also Alan Darcy in Dublin. Michael from the USA, Alex Hamilton from Leatherhead, England. Maddie from Brisbane, Caleb from Northern Ireland, Roshni Ray from Texas, Brock Gabbett from Grand Rapids, Michigan, Grant Atkinson from Nashville, Grace from Australia somewhere, Justin Graham, Kelowna, Canada is where you're from, and finally, I must say, the best place name on the list belongs to Zach Damon from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, oh Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Leatherhead was also pretty good. Yeah, big yeah, but that one. I like Chattanooga is incredible. Isn't that a kind of turtle, a leatherhead turtle? Yes. I thought you meant a Chattanooga. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Snapping Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah, checks out. All right, so Mick, Beth, a play in five acts. And the opening line is act one, scene one, a <coughs> desert place. Oh. The stage directions say thunder and lightning. Enter three witches. And this is the uh, the opening uh, lines that they each say. The first witch says, When shall we three meet again in thunder, lightning, or in rain? Trick question. It's all three. <laughs> oh, whoa. Already Great to start already... in medias res here. That's very good. <laughs> already looking for loopholes. Uh, the, second witch, <laughs> the second witch replies, When the hurly-burly's done, when the battle's lost and won. To which the third witch replies... That will be air, the set of sun. And thus begins Shakespeare's Macbeth, and there's going to be quite a bit of hurly-burly before this play is done. Quick question. Oh, oh, oh. What's hurly-burly? Uh, business. <laughs> crazy, biz- crazy business. Okay. You imagine, I mean, you know what hurly is. And sure, you know yeah, of course. Is, but you put them together, hurly-burly. Okay. Hurley reminds okay. me of just like a like a big hoss of a man and Burley yeah. kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. In fact, Burley Hurley is not the worst description of the character Hurley from Lost. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> or Huel <laughs> from Burley Hurley. Uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. true. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> So Act 1 opens with three old witches meeting to discuss how they will again meet after a battle where they will confront our titular character, Macbeth. They then leave the stage. So it's a very quick opening scene that brings us into the rainy world of Scotland, where the play is set. Mm-hmm. Are these old haggard ladies, as they will be described, speaking gibberish, or will they indeed meet with Macbeth? Well, we don't have to wait long to find out, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. Because in the next scene... Duncan, the king of Scotland, received mm-hmm. some updates from his generals about a battle fought between the Scots, his team, okay. and an aligned Norway and Ireland. 
The, the king is stoked to hear that Norway and Ireland have been defeated and that the Thane of Glams, spelt Glamis, but I'm sure that I've been told off by Scottish people for saying that wrong before. Oh, so I'm having I a think crack I have as well. I'm I having a crack. Well. Glams. Instead of Glamis. Glams. 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 Glams Castle. Glams. Glams. I'm making it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the Thane of Glams is a certain Macbeth. And the king is stoked to hear that he's been very brave fighting alongside another general named Banquo. Oh, great name. Banquo, yes. Macbeth has even killed uh, MacDonald, a traitor leading the fight against the Scots. And for this, the king announces that he will reward Macbeth by naming, naming him Thane of Cawdor, because the current Thane of Cawdor was also a traitor and is to be executed. And Thane is someone who's granted land by the king. So it's a title of sorts, a big honour. Okay. And a promotion for our main man, Macbeth. Thane seems good to get. Mm. If I got Thane, I'd be happy. Better than Lord. Lord yeah. is a lot of responsibility. Mm. So is, is, is Duke or Baron. <laughs> Give me Thane. Nah, I could go with Baron. Baron, it feels like I've got to be quite commanding if I'm a Baron. If I'm just Thane Jackson, they're like, oh, that's just Thane Jackson. <laughs> no, see, Thane to me <laughs> means you need to be fit. Like a level of like, you know, you've shown aptitude in a battle. Whereas a baron, yeah. I think I could get fat and eat a turkey leg. Well, maybe I become Thane twice, get two plots of land, then I'm a land baron, I'm good. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. it's just a puzzle. It's just a puzzle <laughs> to solve. We got this, we got this. If I was named uh, baron, I'd definitely want to be Baron Von something. And I think yes. Darren... V- Darren. I want to be Baron Darren, basically. Um, <laughs> no, if I was Baron Von Vornicke, that sounds pretty oh, good. Oh, yes, yes. That's incredible. Baron Von Vornicke. Oh, the Von Vornicke. <laughs> the two Vs? Wow. So, Macbeth's going to be named Thane of Cawdor, but uh, he doesn't know that yet as he is away on the battlefield. So, a character called Ross goes to tell him. And when I read that, I did imagine Ross from Friends. As the yes, we all have. Yes. That's who I pictured. Yeah. Yes. I immediately had a dislike to him. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Name another. Who's another go-to Ross? This, there is none. You it's can't. Current. There's one Ross for yeah. people. <laughs> He's the one. So, Ross has gone off. Then we come back to our witches, where the first one asks the second where she's been. Her reply, killing swine. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, and the other one's like, what, what have you been up to? And the other one's been putting a curse on someone. So they're lovely people, these three witches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. One's nice. so much cooler. Oh, I've been putting, what have you been doing? Killing swine. Killing swine. <laughs> what of it? Mm. Is that uh, code for like the English? Like, what? What, what is. Yeah, or, or is, just, is she just, just killing pigs. pigs? Just killing pigs. Uh, I, I think I think I was interpreting it as pigs, but it definitely could have been the English. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They then say, "Here comes Macbeth," and they're right. In he comes with his old mate Banquo, and the two men are shocked to see the old witches. Banquo says, "What are these so withered and so wild in their attire that not look like the inhabitants of the earth?" He's like. Who are these extremely ugly witches? <laughs> yuck. <laughs> yuck. He basically says, yuck, who, who is that? Macbeth also asks them who they are, and uh, they all give Macbeth a different greeting. The first witch says, all hail Macbeth. Hail to thee, Thane of Glams, which is the current rank he has. That's not weird. Mm-hmm. Then the second witch says, all hail Macbeth. Hail to thee, Thane of Cawdor. That title oh. is news to Macbeth. He's like, what are you talking about? Then the third witch says, All hail Macbeth, thou shalt be king hereafter. Whoa. Perhaps Ooh. making a prediction. Whoa. 
Ooh. Macbeth is shocked what he hears. First of all, he's like, Thane of Cawdor, I hardly knew you. King, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> My which, favorite thing about this scene is yeah. that Banquo clearly didn't tell him where they were going. He was just <laughs> like, dude, I got something to show you. <laughs> something great. And he's like, where are we going, Banquo? <laughs> he's like, check out these ugly broads. <laughs> They've got a prophecy for you. They can see That's stuff, great. man. <laughs> Dude, it's great. <laughs> these 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 ladies rule. <gasps> well, the witches then turn to Banquo, Macbeth's friend, and cryptically tell him that he'll be, quote, lesser than Macbeth and greater. Oh. They also say he'll be not so happy, yet much happier. Hmm. Which sounds like one of those super thing, uh, deep things that the more you think about it, yeah. you're like, actually, that's not that deep at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it feels like I got that in like a fortune cookie. Well, like yeah, I read that on like an inspirational uh, uh, poster, and I'm like, okay, cool. I want to take yeah, that nobody ever, now. Nobody ever asks like people giving prophecies to qualify. You'll be happy, but not happier. What do you mean? Are you, like, as in <laughs> just immediately like, oh, okay. or like in the long run? Is it? Is yeah. it a day Could you thing? clarify, please? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> <laughs> can I speak to someone in charge? That maybe. Can, yeah, yeah. What? Hmm? <laughs> Well, they also tell him that he, Banquo, won't be king, but that his bloodline will. So maybe his son, or his son's son, okay. or his son's son's son, for example. Mm. Okay. Macbeth, actually, to his credit, does the Jackson Bailey approach here. He starts to question them. He's like, yeah, right. I'm Thane of Glams. Why do you call me Thane of Cawdor? That guy's still alive. But as he questions them, the three witches disappear. Spooky. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. Leaving Macbeth and Banquo alone. So they sort of tease each other. Macbeth tells him, like, your your children will be king, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're not taking it seriously at all. And then Banquo's <clears> like, like well, should those women just disappear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Everything they said, I'd be like, that. their word is gospel. Uh, oh, my God. They know riches, Banquo. <laughs> Well, Banquo's like, well, you yourself will be named King Macbeth, sort of teasing him back. And Macbeth jokingly says, well, I have to be named Thor, Thane of Cawdor first, sort of laughing it off. Then enter Ross, who tells Macbeth that he has been indeed named as Thane of Cawdor, which is a bit of a bombshell. <laughs> That's like beautiful comedic timing. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that really is. It really is. Do you think... It- I'll never be Thane of Cawdor. You're Thane of Cawdor. What? <laughs> what? Do you reckon they both like uh, 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 Banquo and Macbeth turned to each other and were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, Macbeth's head kind of does explode. He's shocked. <laughs> and he begins to wonder, could these crazy witches be right? They're just so crazy. It might work. Just so crazy. Just so crazy. Yeah. At this point, surely, if you're Macbeth and you're like, all right, these witches come here with a prophecy. I'm going to be king. That's great. My mate's blood's going to be king. Yeah. So how, hang on. Wait, How's that going to work? Wait, hang on. <laughs> yeah. My blood. Mm. <laughs> surely, like, at that one prophecy there, you got you got your wheels turning. Yeah, to be oh, like, absolutely. Hang on. I think maybe something for me doesn't end good. Just, <laughs> mm. But then Macbeth, he starts thinking to himself, if they predicted this, then maybe they're right about me being king. Macbeth is an ambitious person and a seed has been planted now. He has a bit of a soliloquy where, you know, when a Shakespearean character wonders out Mm. loud to themselves, the audience are lucky enough to hear it, but no one else can hear it. And he wonders out loud whether he'll fall into the title of king or if he'll have to do some ill deed to get the crown. 
he says aside to himself, come what may come. Time, actually that is wrong. It's come what come may, pardon me. I don't want to take the bard's words and twist no. them. He's done yeah. this thing a lot longer than I have, so I'll, I'll say that again. He knows what he's doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's come what come may. Time and the hour runs through the roughest day. Translation, whatever happens, happens. Time stops for no man, so this mm. stuff's going to unfold yeah. in front of me. He is ready to kill so quickly. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. At the drop of a hat. someone? Hour. <laughs> Zero <laughs> patience. Yeah. He's been like, yeah. I could whack someone off. Yeah, I mean, he has just left the battlefield where he's killed a lot of people. So that's true. Probably, that's true, true. probably literally covered in the blood of other men as he's thinking this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, how many times can one man go to hell? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so Macbeth and Banquo go and see King Duncan, who is very happy to see his valiant and courageous generals return. The king is very thankful and they voice out loud their loyalty to him. Mm-hmm. King Duncan then announces that his son Malcolm will be his heir to the throne. Macbeth notes to himself, again speaking to himself, that if he is to be king, Malcolm now stands in his way. So you're right, he's murderous pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But of course, King Duncan has no idea about any of this and says to Macbeth, see you at your castle where I'm staying tonight. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> He's and like, you'll uh, have the key to the lock, I assume. And <laughs> here, hold my royal daggers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We still cool for that sleepover? Is that still happening? Yes, that's still on. Well, what could go wrong is that Lady Macbeth, another one of our famous characters here, gets a letter from her husband saying that he's been promoted to the Thane of Cawdor and the letter also details that the witches predicted that he would be king. She doesn't question this at all. She's on board yeah, that's great. straight away. How do you reckon that was phrased in the letter? Oh, and <laughs> by the way, was it a PS? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Met some real ugly broads. Yeah. Uh, they said <laughs> that I was going to be the Thane, and they, I was. And also, I'll- hey... Wipe king. More details when I come home. <laughs> yeah. Get excited. So if Macbeth, 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 uh, Macbeth. sorry, the New Zealand uh, uh, yeah, version that I saw is weighing heavily on my mind. If Macbeth was very ambitious, his wife is only more so and vows to do whatever she can to make the prophecy come true. She famously says to the spirits, so basically out loud to God, unsex yeah. me here. And fill me from the crown to the toe topful of direst cruelty. Make thick my blood. Stop up the access and passage to remorse. Basically, arm me with the strength to do what needs to be done to take out the king and make my husband in charge. I think if God answered her prayers literally, she'd be in a lot of trouble. You know? (laughs) Don't Don't ask God for thick blood. That's just... Or to be unsexed. (laughs) That seems rough. My big worry would be if God uh, stopped up the access to any of your passages. That sounds (laughs) extremely painful. You need your passages open. (laughs) (laughs) A big fan of Lady Macbeth. You know, she knows what she wants and she's like supporting her husband like a hundred hundred. 10% really mm-hmm. She's giving it her all And then some It's <laughs> true That's so true So Macbeth arrives home At the castle And tells her That the king is staying tonight And will leave in the morning But she replies That he'll never see The sun again She is stone cold Yeah, yeah. wow 
Big fan. Boss. Love me a Girl boss lady. Hashtag. Mm-hmm. She's like famously a, a role that many actresses want to play because it's quite tough and she's also oh, a badass. It's juicy. Yeah, so it's, it's a very yeah. juicy role. One of Shakespeare's um, most famous mm. for women, absolutely. I'm becoming clearer and clearer that I did perf- was somehow in a play of this in high school, <laughs> but I'm trying to recall at this point who I played. It was either King Duncan or Banquo. Oh, right. One thought, of them. This was like, as soon as I talked about Lady Macbeth, you started thinking about it. I was like, maybe you were. <laughs> that role that everyone wants to play mm-hmm. no i don't think so I, I feel like i was banquo anyway <laughs> well king duncan arrives and has absolutely no idea of the plot of course telling Macbeth that he loves him and the king then goes and has a lovely di- lovely dinner alone which seems a little bit weird that you go to someone's Same. house for a banquet type thing and then Macbeth's not even there he's he's yeah, pacing up right. and down in the hallway weighing up the pros and cons of killing the king and then Lady Macbeth enters to check on him. And he tells her he can't do it. He's having cold feet. He's backing out. She basically mm, tells him... Coward words. Yes, yeah, she says, you're a coward. Grow some balls. Basically, that's paraphrasing there. Shakespeare didn't say that. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I will actually, at the end of this, go through some of the uh, phrases that were coined in this, but one of them is not grow some balls. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, she shames him as a coward to encourage him to follow through. Okay. Look, if you're gonna set out some goals, like you know, yeah, this is this is the problem with goal settings. Oftentimes, you are your biggest hurdle. Like you mm-hmm. are your own worst mm-hmm. enemy. And again, you need someone like Lady Macbeth in your corner, egging you on to keep your eye Absolutely. on the prize, and, and you know, again, to give you your all. Just don't, you know, don't give up. So, mm-hmm. kill yeah, big, big fan of this. You woman. know, she's mm. a great murder coach. She really, really is. Yeah. 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 I think there'd be a lot more people murdered in this world if they had someone like Lady Macbeth, just saying. <laughs> exactly, you know? You always miss 100% of the shots you don't take, yeah. and Lady Macbeth is there to make sure you take those shots. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, she's like, all right, you got to do this. Then she tells him the plan. They'll wait for Duncan to go to sleep. They'll get his guards really, really drunk mm-hmm. until they pass out. Then they'll stab the king whilst he sleeps and then plant the dagger and blood on the guards to frame them for the crime. Macbeth yeah. thinks this plan is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what could wow. go wrong? Macbeth, you're so basic. I know. Really, it's like he's hearing like an in- incredible, like an elaborate, like Hercule Poirot mystery. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, really, they're stabbing someone and then putting the knives on someone else. And then, and correct me if I'm wrong. It looked like the guards did it because they had the dagger. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but what if the guards say they didn't do it? We get them drunk first. Yeah. <gasps> then they won't because they'll be drunk. Oh my God. Lady <laughs> Macbeth knocking it out of the park. Can I just say? <laughs> She's done it again. <laughs> uh, so the, he agrees the king shall die, and that is the end of Act One, which is by far the longest act. A lot going on there, but this does set up the rest yeah. of the play and puts all our wheels in motion. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm excited I'm, to I'm see. Pretty happy. Knowing this is Act One is like when you're watching a TV show and the first episode like concludes, and you're like, "How? What? Oh my God! There's so much more to go. You know, everything's set in place. Whoa! And then you look at the titles for all of the coming episodes, and you're like, "What's gonna happen?" It's very. He did a good job, old yeah. Shakespeare. You yeah, definitely he set it all up, and yeah. looking forward to being knocked all down. Yeah. Well, he sucked us in, and then in Act Two, the King toddles off to go to sleep. 
Banquo, Macbeth's mate from the start of the play, that was told by the witches that his son or someone from his bloodline will one day be king, he drops by the castle. It's sort of like, it seems like a hangout sort of castle. (laughs) It's a a pad. It's a real pad. Because Lady Macbeth, she cool. She cool. She's cool with the homeboys coming around. She's one of the guys. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Come over. Watch some TV. Participate in a bit of murder conspiracy. It's good. You know? It's one of the guys. It's all chill. It's all chill at the Macbeth party lounge. (laughs) (laughs) So Banquo drops by. He tells Macbeth that he's had a dream about three witches they saw. And Macbeth says... I haven't even thought about them since. Don't worry. Which is obviously an absolute lie because he's changed yeah. his entire life around what they've said. And he really plays it down. He's like, witches? Witch- what witches? What are you oh, talking about? Oh, those witches. Oh, wi- <laughs> did you think they were witches? I just thought that they were crazy people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. strange that you would bring that up because I have never heard of or thought yeah. of them again. <laughs> I what actually witches? don't think I was there, I, I, Banquo. Yeah, yeah, you must be thinking of something. You're probably thinking of uh, Ross, yeah. yeah. He was there. Yeah. Ross is always there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Macbeth has been thinking about this so much so that to the point where Banquo leaves and Macbeth has a vision of a bloody dagger sort of hanging or floating in front of him. And he famously says, is this a dagger I see before me? Yeah, wow. It's a good line. Yes. The answer is yes. absolutely. I mean, it would yes. be great if the dagger started talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is indeed what I am. Observation. Well, he's already starting to crack under the pressure, but he realizes it's just stress causing this hallucination and he snaps himself out of it. It's good. He's, Fair but, assumption. Yeah, he's like, this, this yeah. can't be real. Don't worry about it. Daggers aren't real. I'll get the deed done <laughs> no way. and I'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, Lady Macbeth then sounds a bell To signal to Macbeth that Duncan's uh, Two guards who have been Drugged or given alcohol are asleep And you have to ask yourself Why would you use a bell that could possibly Wake up those two men (laughs) Yes That's very funny Don't worry. Okay when the two men are asleep I'll bang the drums and that's when you know I got this big gong over here I'll just pound away I'll have the three and only three You'll know that they are asleep I'll slap the guards on the face And you'll hear the slapping And that'll be your cue Well either way Macbeth goes to Duncan's chamber We don't see the murder But rather hear from Lady Macbeth As she waits on her husband to do the deed We hear her thoughts which include I would have done it myself Had the sleeping king not looked like my dad That is a lot <laughs> What an excuse What's unpacking that one sentence <laughs> Okay right. wow That's a lot to take in there yeah. Do you reckon she said that to Macbeth, or was she just like, "Yeah, look, I do, it, do it, darling, hun. You know I love you, and if I could do this, I would." But you know, he's got the same jawline as my dad, and <laughs> I like my dad. I don't like Dunk, but my dad, you know, you, you know how it is. Yeah, you get you it. You know, you've always hated dagger. my dad, so <laughs> it'll it'll feel good it, for you. If anything, it's kind of cathartic. You know, you should probably thank me for giving you this opportunity to kill my pseudo father. Yeah. <laughs> There's a layer of complexity here now It's good <laughs> Well she's very tense and nervous And she thinks she hears someone cry out She's like uh oh we've been busted She's relieved when Macbeth appears with bloodied hands And confirms the murderous deed is done So the scream is presumably the king 
Macbeth does not look yeah. well. Or, or Macbeth. Yeah. Or, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> or just him yelling. <laughs> him yelling. <laughs> Yucky. Oh. <laughs> no, gross. Ooh. Ew. No one said there'd be blood. <laughs> Lady Macbeth is like that is clearly that's part of the plan to use that blood to frame other people. Are you, did you not pay attention? You were so no. impressed. <laughs> well, he's shaken by his crime. He's also forgotten to plant the murder weapons. The daggers on the guard. So, oops, that was a key part of the plan. <laughs> he refused. Like one job, you know. Well, yeah, more than one job. Murder, several jobs. <laughs> but one of the key ones was the, the daggers, putting them on the guards. Like that's it's a, like, that was a, for an incredibly simple plan. That's a very funny thing to forget. <laughs> it had like three steps. And now he refuses to go back, so Lady Macbeth has to step up and do it herself, again calling him a coward. Mm. Mm. But with that done, mm. Lady Macbeth comes back and her and her husband wash the blood from their hands, both symbolically and actually doing so. Two very different tales here. Macbeth says, With all great Neptune's oceans, wash this blood clean from my hand. Like, will can that actually happen? Will this blood ever go yeah. away? Lady Macbeth, on the other hand, says, A little water clears us of this deed. How easy it is then. So she's like, oh, oh loving it. Yeah. Martha exactly. Stewart of murder. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. That, 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 those are the words of someone that's not going to crack. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She'll this isn't going to come back to, to, yeah, <laughs> no. to, to, to no. haunt her at all. The whole washing her hands. That's the way. It's gone now. Yeah, she doesn't have to think that's about that. it ever again. She's taken What's it all out? in her stride. Yeah. We'll pr- I imagine we'll never even hear from this character again. <laughs> yeah, Probably absolutely. not. In fact, he's gonna, uh, may, may, may the king and queen live long and prosper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Long may their reign be. <laughs> a great story about a lucky guy. <laughs> That's all Macbeth <laughs> First he was Thane, then he was another Thane, then he became a king. We became king. The end. Well, what a hero. I just love a feel-good ending, <laughs> which I'll definitely <laughs> deliver here. Oh. <laughs> There's then a, a knocking at the castle door And nobleman Macduff arrives to see the king So dreamy mm-hmm. I, I imagine Duff Man from The Simpsons Every time I read that <laughs> <laughs> Macduff Man is here <laughs> and Macbeth speaks nervously But shows Macduff to Duncan's chamber Just being like Oh you want to see the king? Yeah he's over here He's definitely alive Let in there Let me show you <laughs> Macduff right He walks in and discovers the body And he yells horror 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 And comes running out to see the other people Macbeth and his wife feign surprise And when it's said that it was <laughs> probably The Chamberlains Dead. Who are the king's guards yeah. Macbeth appears And he's like oh was it them I thought it was them I've killed them Out of revenge <laughs> Wow <gasps> Brilliant move, Macbeth. Yeah. Brilliant. Macduff is a bit suspicious of this, but Macbeth has silenced the people that he's framed, so he's sitting pretty now. Yeah. King Duncan's two sons arrive at the castle and are told of their father's death, and fearing that they could be next to be assassinated, they leave the country immediately, which looks really dodgy for them, and everyone assumes (laughs) that they were the ones behind the plot to murder their dad. Wow. Mm, Everything's working sucks. out for old Macbeth. Again, it, yeah, no, it looks great good. for him. Yeah. Hero Macbeth, you know, killed the assassins that yeah. Duncan's bastard kids had hired yeah. to kill. You know what? War hero I, and hero yeah. of Scotland. Even I Born think Macbeth's now. innocent now. He's convinced <laughs> Yes, me. he's that good. And if he's the hero of Scotland, what 
better way to reward him than to give him a new title. Because Scotland now has no king, no heirs around, a new king must be named. The nobles choose Macbeth as he was a great friend to the king. Is that how it works? <laughs> if you're just the king's pal, are they like, yeah. well, he liked, you liked, you, yeah. you, were, you were good friends. Yeah, kill yeah, the king. You're king now. Become the king by being yeah. king. Good friend. So like, Prince William's best yeah. friend is sitting, <laughs> yeah. going, "All right, guys, Step all up. we got to do is wait for him to go, and I'm up. <laughs> when he's done, I'm an, I'm a choice. If he's got no family, maybe they'll pick me." <laughs> so Banquo hears the news, and he wonders if two of the prophecies of prophecies from the witches have come true. He starts to wonder if his son or one of his sons will one day be king. There's a lot of ambition floating around Scotland as Act 2 ends. Mm, very much so. Why does everyone want to be king? The last king got killed by his chamberlain. Like, like, are they called chamber boys? Yeah. You don't want to be king. Remain no. Thane. Yeah, Thane yeah. is fun. And you become double Thane, yeah, yeah. you become a baron. And you have, you're sitting baron, pretty. Exactly. You're sitting hmm. pretty. Hey, book cheaters, just Dave here dropping in to tell you that this week's episode of Book Cheat is brought to you by Audible. If you haven't heard, Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, self-development, name a genre, and Audible has an audiobook or podcast or extra content about that topic. Every month, members get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and they also get access to daily news digests from places like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. You pick your titles, you download them, you listen offline so you can listen to them anywhere, anytime, no matter where you are in your life, you can listen to Audible. It's on an app, the app is free and can be installed on all smartphones and tablets, and if you can't decide what you listen to, don't worry. You can keep your credits for up to a year, so you can then use them to binge on a whole series if you like. Suddenly you get obsessed with Stephen King, bang, smash them out, five Stephen King novels. You got the credits. I am an Audible member myself, and my hot tip for you this month is, as it has been a couple of times when I've done Shakespeare's, if you want to get even more out of Macbeth, the play we're talking about this week, I suggest you listen to it. You might find the text is a bit hard to read, a bit dry, and you know it doesn't make that much sense when you're just reading it off the page. But hearing professional actors say it out loud with real emotion behind what they're saying, it really is the best way, I think, to basically understand Shakespeare better. And Audible have a lot of Shakespeare's on there. And uh, for Macbeth, they've got an LA Theatreworks full cast performance starring James Masters, who you might know as Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, playing Macbeth. It's the full two-hour play, and I guarantee you by the end of it, you'll understand Macbeth a whole lot more. If you are interested in a free 30-day trial of Audible, you can go to audible.com slash bookcheat or text bookcheat to 500-500. You'll get your first title free. You can use it on Macbeth. You'll also be supporting Bookcheat at the same time. So one more time, for a free 30-day trial of Audible, go to audible.com slash bookcheat or text bookcheat to 500, 500. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Act three begins, and um, Banquo's not the only one who remembers that part of the prophecy, because Macbeth starts to worry out loud that Banquo and his sons might usurp him, and that all his hard work to take out the king might be in vain, and only pave the way mm. for Banquo's son. He's thinking mm. now. He's thinking smart. This is yeah, good. It's good. He's thinking smarter, not harder. That's what I like <laughs> to hear. <laughs> so despite Banquo being his close friend, Macbeth hires two men who he knows already dislike Banquo and gives them instruction to kill Banquo and his son, Fleance. It's a great name. Fleance. Incredible. <laughs> Do these guys yeah. dislike Banquo or do they, like, <laughs> there are people I dislike, but if somebody hired me to murder them, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> you know Banquo? Oh, yeah, he's really annoying. Do you want to kill him? What? <laughs> Maybe. And his son, too? I mean, sure, I guess. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does chew with his mouth open, and I really hate that, so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Scottish are just keen to murder at the well, drop of a hat. I was just thinking, what else is happening? Yeah. Like if I'm in a tavern sitting there and I'm like, I can either go out and be in the cold. Yeah, or it's I always can raining. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, the father and son are set upon in the dark and Banquo is killed. But Fleance, his son, oh, escapes. But not before Banquo tells him to avenge my death. Hmm. That's just a good thing to say if you die, if you die by murder. You might as well throw it out no. there, even if you don't yeah, want it it's done. A, it's a good thing to say if you just when you die, just yeah. in case. I agree. I agree. Just, yeah. Even if it's a heart attack, just in case someone's poisoned you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then there's or an avenging. If I to die, be done. you know, the big C, like avenge me. I'm like, hopefully they, you know, try and hunt that down. <laughs> yeah, they kill right. cancer because they're yeah. like, oh, like, I've got to avenge them. It's so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Macbeth is told by his assassins that they have failed to kill Banquo's son and he is furious. After all, Banquo's son is the one he had to worry about most of all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Kill the son first. Start with the son. That's clever. So how is Banquo happier, though? Well, he's dead. He gets to go to heaven with his Ah. babes and hunks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, This is where the stress and guilt really start to get the better of our man Macbeth. At a banquet with many high-ranking lords back at his castle, he sees a vision of Banquo's ghost sitting in his chair. Macbeth begins mm. to speak to the ghost, but no one else in the room can see it, so they all start to get very worried about his mental health. Lady Macbeth Fair, nice. tries to defuse the situ- situation by saying it's nothing and that the king just sometimes sees visions, but it will soon pass, which for me wouldn't really put my mind at ease. <laughs> if anything, that's worried me more. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, don't worry, sometimes that's exactly what's concerning. you start screaming murder <laughs> yeah. on an empty chair, but this will stop. Yeah, like if, if the PM's wife came out and was like, don't worry, sometimes <laughs> yeah. he just sees visions. <laughs> it's all cool. I'd be like, can we get someone else in charge? Just Does he mention Banquo by name? Can he get away with it by being like, sorry, we were at a banquet and it made me think of Banquo. Yeah. Yeah. You understand. Anyone can yeah, make you, the you same mis- mistake. You misheard what he said. Yeah, he I was, like, I was saying, yelling at the banquet. Yeah. <laughs> but you thought I said Banquo because they're similar yeah, You confuse my murderous rage with enthusiasm. I just love banquets. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. It's a great banquet. Is it not a great yeah. banquet, everyone? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't just scream out, I want to murder Banquo. I yeah. said I want to murder this banquet because yeah. it's so tasty. Yeah. So delicious. Get this pheasant in me now. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so, but Lady Macbeth somehow she calms everyone down, and the evening proceeds as normal. Macbeth stops seeing the vision, and they actually have a merry meal until Macbeth makes a toast and again sees Banquo's ghost and starts talking crazy again. And this time, Lady oh, Macbeth gets everyone to leave. Fair enough. At this point, you know. Like, look, she had a shot. She tried it. She yeah. was like, yeah, it's like he was saying banquet, and now he's like, well, he's done it off. Nah, I can't okay. cover this Sorry, up. Everyone. Yeah. King's crazy. Get out of here. <laughs> Scam. He's doing one of his spells again. You know, just <laughs> off. off. Yeah, it's, we're so sorry. Well, Macbeth confesses to his wife that he is suspicious of Macduff, who's the man that arrived at the castle and found the, the king's okay. dead body. Because he was the one that was most sus when Macbeth said, oh, the guards mm, did it. I killed them. I killed them. I. D- don't worry, I already took care of it. <laughs> if Macbeth was smarter, he would have just let it all go and made Macduff kill the guards. Yeah, know? that would be clever, but mm. he was eager. He, he was, was eager. too eager. Too eager. And now Macbeth is worried about Macduff and is prepared and he thinks he might be prepared to do anything to get the crown, and Macbeth's prepared to do anything to hold on to the crown. He's killed before mm. and he'll kill again. That's the end of Act 3. Then we head into Act 4. Macbeth decides to seek out the three witches to see if they can guide him with some more prophecies. It's good. I'm glad the witches are coming back. Probably Mm. so far my favourite characters. Me too. Uninvolved, they just get to (laughs) kill swine, cast curses, and then somebody turns up and they're like, hey, you're going to be king. Smell you later. That's nice. That's a nice Mm. life. And they have some some of the best lines in the play. So he finds them. Oh, yeah. Um... Actually, no, he doesn't find them yet. The the act starts with him looking for them, and then we see the witches, and they're bent over a cauldron chanting another famous line, double, double, toil and trouble, fire burn, and cauldron bubble. Hmm. Fantastic. Good description of what's happening. Uh, the, the second witch <laughs> then predicts Macbeth's arrival. She says, by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Is she in visual sight of Macbeth? Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just got a vision. Macbeth is coming. Well, yeah. Yeah, he just rang the doorbell. Like, see him. <laughs> he demands the, quote, midnight hags look into the future and tell him what will happen. They summon three apparitions, and this scene must be a nightmare for anyone wanting to stage this as a life play. Because first they conjure a floating head. Oh, no. Which tells him to beware of Macduff, the man he's already sus of. Sure, yeah. The sec- I mean, that's pretty easy. This is basically yeah. parlor tricks, you know? <laughs> yeah, you can be true. worried about someone. Oh, this. May- oh, yeah, be worried about that person at your work. It may or may not be after your job. <laughs> <laughs> and but, I mean, it's Scotland, so you just say Mac and then put a syllable after it. And you, they probably yeah, are yeah. a person. You're right. <laughs> it's like cold calling Macduff Yeah, yeah, that's the one You should be worried about him Yeah, it's like John Edward style I'm thinking if someone starts with Mac yeah. Mac, does that mean anything to any of you? Macduff, yes Macduff? Macduff, yes, yes, yes Oh my yes. god I also like that they summoned a head to do this Couldn't you have just said it to him? <laughs> what does the head do? I, look, I don't understand witches well, the second apparition is just as terrifying. It's of a bloody child that tells him that no one born of a woman will be able to harm him. Okay. Mm. Finally, a crowned child holding a tree states that Macbeth will be safe until Great Burnham Wood, which is a forest, comes to his castle mm. in Dunsinane. So these last two mm-hmm. predictions, they make Macbeth feel very safe. 
because no man of woman board shall harm him. Well, everyone is born from a woman, so he'll be fine. Yeah. Right? He'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have to worry until Burnham Wood comes to his castle. Well, forests can't move and they take a long time to grow. So again, he'll be sweet. It's great as well, because I would be like, why would, why would they tell me though? As we're yeah. walking away in our carriage, I'd be like, but why did they bring it up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why? See, at this point though, it's like, move your castle. Like, just move house. Be like, yeah, but right. Even, but even if I don't live near the wood, it's just weird to say. I, I don't know. I, 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 I'd be like, all right, I'm never going to set foot in that castle. I'm, I'm off. I'm going somewhere also, else. I'm a massive fan that you have the bloody child being like, no mm. man born of a woman can kill you. Spooky. And then yes. they have a baby in a crown with a tree in his hand somehow. <laughs> being like, when a wood just gets so, from so eerie to so wacky like that. Complete mm. 180. <laughs> Well, there's one more vision to come, and that is Macbeth asks, what about Banquo's son? Will he be king? And the apparition answers. They show him a vision of eight crowned kings, all who look like Banquo. Again, a nightmare to stage. The last of which carries yeah. a mirror that reflects more kings and looks like a long line of Banquos going on forever and ever, that kind of thing. Okay. Macbeth demands an explanation as to what this last vision means, but the witches <laughs> do a little dance and then disappear. Well, that's nice. A little entertaining. It's just so annoying to imagine. What does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, stop it. Stop dancing. Macarena off. Macbeth is then told, not by the witches, but he's just told in his household that Macduff, who he was suspicious of, has fled south to England. Macbeth is worried that he's gone to meet up with Duncan's son, who fled to England, and as an act of revenge, Macbeth seizes Macduff's castle and orders that Macduff's wife and young children be murdered. So he's absolutely lost it. Yeah. Is it still murder when a king (laughs) sentences him to death? I don't know. I see. Uh, Can kings get away with murder? I think they can. (laughs) What can a king get away with? If a king eats a baby, <laughs> do they go to jail? They should. Makes you think. I've got to do some research on kings, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Macbeth has lost it and we enter Act 5, the final act. He's not the only one to have lost it. Lady Macbeth is now also racked by the guilt of her part in murdering King Duncan. Who saw that coming? Yeah. What? No one. Total mind. She was so stone cold. God clogged up her passages or whatever. Yeah. Water will get rid of this quick smart. Water and a bit of lemon will get rid of this blood. Yeah. (laughs) Lady Macbeth. I remember the quote exactly. (laughs) A little lemon and um, you'll smell great all day, so. Yeah, absolutely. You can just sniff your palm. Oh, lemon fresh. (laughs) It hides the blood. So she's begun sleepwalking and sleep talking and uh, starts... Uh, carrying a candle whilst confessing her crimes out loud as her maid and doctor watches on. And this is where she delivers her famous out-damned spot line. Classic. Mm, A classic. mm. classic In which she's imagining washing the blood of her hands, but she can't wash it all off. This is a deep symbol of her guilt, like the hands can never be clean again. Mm. Ah, That's just what Macbeth was afraid of. Yeah. Damn it. She was so sure of herself. (laughs) I know. Mm. So sad. So sad seeing us a great woman fall, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, Macduff, 
hears of the murder of his family and returns to Scotland with an army of 10,000 lent to Duncan's son by the English king. So Duncan's son is, of course, the rightful heir to the throne, is the prince of Scotland, yeah. but he's disappeared to England for safety. Now he's back with 10,000 soldiers and Macduff, and they both hate Macbeth. Their, Macbeth's in their plan is to meet yeah. at Burnham Wood. Where have we heard that before? The forest. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> huh. Huh. Mm. I mean, there are a few coincidences in Shakespeare, so don't worry about it, guys. I'm sure we won't hear about this again, but just in case, right. I'll read out yeah. that they meet at Burnham Wood outside of Macbeth's Duntonane Castle, where they will okay. then they plan to remove the man they refer to as the tyrant. That's what they call Macbeth. Okay. 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 Do we know much about his reign? Like, yeah. they throw away time. I mean, yes, he's committed a couple of murders, uh, but we don't know if they're murders because he's the king. He's, you know, That's yeah. true. But apart, like you know, there's the what's the peasantry? See, you know, how how are they going? Is everything yeah. you know kicking it sweet? How's the like, kingdom? is he such a bad king? You know, well, yeah. I think he's maybe he's doing. Yeah, he's all so right. focused on his own stuff that he's he's certainly not persecuting them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's kind of good to have a distracted king, to be yeah. honest. Mm, exactly, because you know, that you king's can... distracted. You know, he's not focusing on me doing yeah. my crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crime is rampant, and that's good. <laughs> Well, Macbeth arrogantly tells his court that he has nothing to worry about as none of woman born can harm him, that he has nothing to worry about till Burnham Wood removed to Dunsinane. So no one can touch me, and even if they could, they can't do it until that forest comes up here. I'm sweet. Yeah, that ain't happening. You imagine being in that court being like, what did he do? (laughs) What What is he talking about? Sorry, what? No woman but what? (laughs) When the forest insane. eats the castle, then I can die. <laughs> what, sir? First he was yelling about the banquet, now this? Okay, cool. And usually cool. Lady Macbeth said to defuse the situation, but now she's hallucinating with a candle. It's not looking good for the power couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, the, all the people there just look over at Lady Macbeth. She's muttering at a candle. You're like, ah, oh, great. This what? rules. <laughs> We're so going to get slaughtered by the Oh, yeah. Um, meanwhile, out in the woods where the English army gathers, Duncan's son Malcolm, the rightful heir to the throne, decides that as a battle strategy, each soldier should cut down a piece of the forest and carry it in front of him as they march up to the castle, which will hopefully disguise how many are marching. Also, the forest hmm. indeed looks like it is descending on Dunsinane Castle. Oh dear. Oh my god, it happened. It happened. <laughs> also, what a wild Man. battle strategy. Yeah. You won't be able to tell how many people are coming and it'll look like the forest yeah. is attacking. That's great. <laughs> At this point, Macbeth's surely freaking out, being like, oh no, the trees. Yeah, <laughs> trees well, are attacking. Yes, because it's outside the castle, bad news. Inside the castle, even more bad news. The scream is heard and Macbeth is told that his wife is dead. We later find out that she took Whoa. her own life. So he is very what upset is about this. He delivers my favourite part of the play and another very famous soliloquy. If you'll let me audition for mm. you now. Please. I would love Please to Please do. Hear. It's usually a lot slower than this in uh, delivery, but I'll just read it out. It's just a great, great piece here. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and that is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Basically, 
Life is right. meaningless. You're here yeah. and then the candle's out. Yeah. So this means nothing. Yeah. You goof around some and then you go. Beautiful. That's life. That's life. Yeah. Nice no message. Biggie. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> you goof around some. That's life. Yeah. In summary, yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but Macbeth, at this point, I will say, so he's very upset about his wife, but he's still feeling pretty safe and sweet because the witches have predicted yeah. he'll fine. He'll be fine. That's until he hears that Burnham Wood is marching up the hill to the castle. He's like, oh, that's not a good sign. Yeah, that's mm, that's a one mm, thing they said shouldn't march. happen. I don't understand. <laughs> but there is another, <laughs> there's another thing that must happen before he can die. Mm. So he joins the battle and ferociously attacks those around him, feeling pretty impervious to counterattacks as no one of woman born shall harm him. He still thinks, I can't be killed by a normal human. Mm, for oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, some kind of monster or ghoul, yes. perhaps. Yeah. Some earth baby. A uh, golem probably to, could probably uh, yes, kill it. A, a golem is probably <laughs> going to kill uh, Macbeth. So some sort of uh, herma- that's what my money or is. Or some sort of hermaphroditic slug, for example. Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely, yes, absolutely. Yes. Something that comes from an egg. Uh, he could yep. be killed by a yeah. bird. That's possible. Mm, mm, <laughs> or, or a big lizard. Yeah, crocodile All of these, could kill uh, uh, potential. <laughs> I've heard Scotland is rife with them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you brought a crocodile in, he should be worried. <laughs> Basically, he's just avoiding the uh, Loch Ness at this stage, just in case. <laughs> yeah, mm. Absolutely. Mm. So it all culminates in a battle between Macbeth and Macduff, the man whose family was killed by Macbeth. So they've got serious beef. Mm. Yeah, mm. they've got history. It's a one-on-one showdown and Macbeth is still arrogant and taunts Macduff as having no chance because of the witch's prediction that no one of woman born shall harm him. But Macduff reveals that he wasn't of woman born, but rather, quote, from his mother's womb untimely ripped, meaning he was born mm. via a caesarean section. Whoa. <laughs> so That's got to be... A low blow for mm. old Macbeth. So that's the catch that he had to wa- look out for. Mm. Whoops. Yeah. You got to think of every permeation of what those words could those mean. Loopholes, no man of woman born. Am I going to get killed? Possibly by a woman. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because that's also an option. Or like aforementioned crocodile. Am I going to die because a rock falls on my head? You know, there yeah. are other options. <laughs> well, Macbeth realizes that he has inter- misinterpreted the witches. Uh, Possibly to the point of uh, tragedy, but resolves to keep fighting, and they leave the stage fighting, and you're not sure what's happened. Mm. Meanwhile, King Duncan's son Malcolm, and rightful heir to the throne, captures the castle with his soldiers. Macduff then re-enters the stage, holding Macbeth's severed head, and declares Malcolm as the King of Scotland. Macbeth is dead. Oh, finally, yeah. Then Malcolm <laughs> declares peace. And says that all these people that have helped him will be made lords. And the play finishes. Whoa. That's the end. And curtain. Well, huh. what a well, story. Pretty, 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 pretty. It's good that you can declare peace as a yeah, king. Yeah. yeah. And now it's peace. <laughs> it's over. But what about Banquo's yes. son? Flea boy So or all the witch's prophecies came true except for one. Banquo's son wasn't crowned king at the end. It was actually Duncan's son. I was also oh, confused yeah. by this. But then I, I looked into mm. it. Audiences at the time would have known that James the Sixth of Scotland, who, who was also later James the First of England, the, the the one that unified England yeah. and Scotland under one crown, he was the reigning king when Shakespeare wrote this play, 
and he was supposedly a descendant of Banquo, who was a real person in history. Oh. So it was kind of implied, or hoped, I imagine, that the, the crowd would, would know, in their common knowledge, that Banquo's descendant would eventually be- become king as James the become I. Become the king. Huh. So that was like cool. a little, I guess, Easter egg. But cool. now, four hundred and fifty years later, we're like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, what? But then you yeah. can have a reading of this story where the witches don't know what they're talking about, and it's all coincidence. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, they're, they're like, well, three out of four ain't bad. Yeah, and I mean, like a lot of it was self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, like, mm. like sure, yeah, Macbeth did end up as king, but only because the witches said you'll be the king. If the witches had yeah, never they, told him he'd yeah. be the king, he'd never have the impetus to go and kill the king to become the king. So, I don't know. We don't, other than the witches disappearing and killing swine, we don't have any <laughs> evidence that they're actually witches. I'm st- uh, yeah, I think it was all yeah. one big coincidence. Yeah, they were very good with mind tricks, you know? Yeah, they're just cold reading. Like, uh, yeah, cold reading and just like really tapping into that kind of, uh, uh, you know, potential being like, you know, hey, you, you could be king, which, mm. you know. He's already got like that murderous rampage in his <laughs> eye. So, yeah. really, just a slightest shove. Absolutely. Slightest shove. <gasps> Basically, they were kind of like life coaches, but, you know, they got the wrong. Yeah, in the wrong clientele. direction. Yeah, <laughs> Grim yeah. life coaches. <laughs> What's the message? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah we should talk about Do you think, is there a message of, of this play? Is it that um, guilt will, will guilt know. corrodes you? Don't kill the king. Yeah. Like, be patient, maybe. You know, just chill for a bit. Yeah. Have a breather. Okay, <laughs> you're going to become the king. That's pretty cool. You've just been crowned a thane. Maybe don't kill the king That's that a- night. Actually, true. Right out the If you have shit. too much ambition, yeah. like, you know, it, it it will all explode. But if you were the thane, he was the thane of two places now. Mm. And very yeah. close to the king. So he probably could have just kept prospering. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And eventually, you know, in some way that didn't involve murder, he could have been okay. Yeah. I yeah, guess it's a like, it's a story about the dangers of ambition, right? Like at its yeah. core. That's yeah, it's yeah. About. And then I think a few, uh, and then a bit of guilt because basically yeah. Lady Macbeth loses it because of the intense guilt, guilt of uh, killing mm. an innocent man. Well, I say innocent. He's a king. Yeah. He probably did some stuff. Yeah, we don't really we don't really get like much characterization for the king. We don't know what kind of guy no. he was. Maybe this is good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe the king deserved to die. Uh, as as a staunch clear. anti-monarch, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Kill the king, whatever. Let's get rid two of kings, them all. Two kings died in this mo- this this play yeah. zone. That's great for you. That's, I don't love on that. <laughs> Hate me some monarchs. Yeah, for sure. Even Queen Lizzie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Queen Lizzie. Especially <laughs> Queen Lizzie. <laughs> All right, well, Gracious. before I get you guys to score it out of five, uh, I just thought I'd give you mm, some of the mm. words or phrases that were either coined or popularized by Macbeth. So we all, we all know Shakespeare Fabulous. Th- came up with a lot of uh, language, a lot of words, mm-hmm. a lot of phrases that we still use. And Names. these are some of the ones that are written in Macbeth, just before you score it out of five, in case this changes your mind. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, no bear a charmed life. Have a charmed life. Huh. Be all and mm. the end all. Huh. One fell swoop is coined in this play. What? One fell swoop? A sorry sight. Wow. A sound and fury, which is comes from that tomorrow speech that I read out before. What's mm-hmm. done is done. That's And nuts. finally, um, knock, knock, who's there? Is delivered by the uh, hungover porter who's manning the gate 
of uh, Macbeth's castle. <laughs> so is that where the knock knock joke originated? I'm not sure. I couldn't find um, out if that was think? definitely where where it came from. But this that phrase is that's where the idea there. of knock knock who's there? Wow. That's so many more phrases than I expect. Like, I know Shakespeare's coined a lot of uh, different... Like, yeah. I remember reading somewhere he coined skim milk, although that can't <laughs> be true. <But> something <laughs> like he that. He coined lactose but, intolerant. Um, <laughs> yeah. How yeah. basic must, like, the English language have been before all these plays? Yeah. Like, like what's done is done, you know, one foul swoop. All these kind yeah. of things. You're like, oh, yeah. It's a be-all and a Don't use them every day, but I use them often enough. Yeah, absolutely. Like, wow. What, what did people say back before all this? Well, you said, yeah. How, yeah, how would you say in one fell swoop without using the words in one fell swoop? It in all happened to yes. Yeah. In one go. Yeah. <laughs> in one go. The be all and end all, it was the best version. Or, yeah, that's so weird. What's done is done. I can't, you can't change this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is as it will be. Man. Yeah. All right, so now you've heard that. You've heard the, the plot of it, talked about, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, what it all means. And then we've got some words and phrases. Having heard that, out of five, mm-hmm. what would you score the Scottish play Macbeth, starting with you, Jackson? Four. It's a, it's a great story. It's got, it's got great setup and payoff, you know. Oh, when the woods come to your castle and you're like, how will that ever happen? And then they're like, we'll use the trees for some reason. And you're like, oh, it's happening. Uh, out damn spot, classic line. That's always good to hear. Some great classic moments. It's like, it's for some reason more than Romeo and Juliet, more than Hamlet, more than, I don't know, uh, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. It's like the Shakespeare play that I have the most frame of reference for for some reason and the most lines for stay in my brain. So, but also it's pretty basic, you know, <laughs> as a story. <laughs> Just some stuff. I'm going to give it four four out of five. Four I think. out of five. A great story, but a pretty boring murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit hurtful for for Macbeth's uh, brilliant or Lady Macbeth's brilliant plan there. Look, you're basic. <laughs> Shakespeare, okay, okay, come okay. up with a better murder. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the the so, one in Hamlet know, where I, they put I, poison in an ear down yeah, a that's string. True. Now that's a cool murder. <laughs> That's crazy. That's just like a maniac's dream. Oh, murdered with a knife. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, Zaman, how about you? I, was, I, I really, I really enjoy it. Like, I, I, like one of my probably favorite uh, plays of um, Shakespeare. Um, and yeah, like I think it's because I, I studied it in in high school to like an nth degree that yeah I can remember like a lot of the lines from it. Um, and a big you know big fan of uh, Macduff. What a hero. Um, but yeah, like even though the story is basic, but you know it was probably one of the very first of its kind. So you know you can't fault, fault that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, other 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 plays and other stories and other things have probably done uh, you know, a story about ambition and greed and desire better. But you know, still talking about it several hundred years later. So right, that's pretty good. They changed yeah. the recipe for right. most things, you know? <laughs> we're not eating the same candy bars we were when they were invented. Everything can be improved on. I, I, I agree, but still. It's taken down to three out of first, five. First candy bar, you got to be like, that's pretty good. No one else thought of a candy ice. bar. <laughs> See, I, I give it a, yeah, five out of five. I, it's, it's, a, it's like a really good, good, good story. Good yarn, good yuck. 
Um, have, I, have, I have fun with it. Plus, you know, you got some like real boss characters. You got again, big fan of Macduff. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Lady McDe- uh, Macbeth. Um, you know, Banquo. What a sweetheart. Who could He's just trying to, you know, live his sweet, kick it, you know, and then lovely kid by the name of Flea Lance or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. But, and who can forget Ross? Yeah. Everyone's favourite. <laughs> who Ross? can forget Everyone's Ross. second favourite yeah. Geller. <laughs> Top two's not bad. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think it's a... It's a <laughs> it's, it, to me, it's a great play and it's a good... It, such like a nice, like very, it's a very simple story you can do a lot with. So, you know, you, you can have a lot of, you know, like, like a little, little Shakespeare stuff, many different interpretations of it all. Like, I think, you know, Macbeth would be a great comedy of errors. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. All kinds of good stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I think five out of five. Shut up, Jackson. Well, is my I review. actually That's tend fair. to agree with you, and I'm also going to give it five out of five, which means I've done a few Shakespeare's on here now, a lot of the quintessential ones. I've done Hamlet, Ooh. Othello, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Twelfth Night, and now. Uh, Macbeth, and I think that this is definitely my favourite. So wow. far, so far, That's I do actually hope praise. before this yeah. podcast project is done that I can do all the Shakespeare's. Yeah, for sure. Is there one you'd be excited to do next? Um, well, a few people have asked that I do Titus Andronicus, which is probably the most violent one. Oh, okay, with uh, people mm, baked into pies and fed to people and. All yeah. sorts of nasty sort of things happen. So maybe yeah. I'll do that one. But I also think, quintessentially, I haven't done Midsummer Night's Dream or King Lear or Richard III. And after that, I think mm. I've ticked off. I've, oh, did I say we've done yeah. Romeo and Juliet? I don't know if I said that. But yeah, I've done lots yeah, yeah. of the yeah. the sort of front page Shakespeare's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. But when you get into the weeds, into the back catalogue, that's when I think it'll be exciting. <laughs> Those Shakespeare plays you know nothing about. That's, mm. That'd yeah, be fun. Yeah, sure, like uh, Cymbeline or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm assuming that you'll go through up. them and you'll be like, oh, I get it. I get why this isn't <laughs> yeah. popular. Cool. Why isn't this one yeah, oh, the stage okay. every year like all the others? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was there ever anyone's like, uh, you know how Tolkien has like his kids and all that are kind of like making their own sort of novels and that kind of stuff like based in the world? Did did did. did would have that kind of thing like you know shakespeare's kiss to be like i'll try and catch in on oh, yeah, wooden papas like famous uh literacy kind of stuff to be like hey i wrote a sequel to to hamlet anyone yeah. want to read it <laughs> I was like, no, hey, i wonder if sucks. anybody's written sequels <laughs> yeah i'm sure i'm sure they would have right but i don't know if it was his, his son ever did anything yeah. like that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> just like, come on, kid, do something else with your life. Tell me, stop, stop this. I'm come looking on. it up. There are Shakespeare sequels, absolutely. <laughs> Iago, the villain of Venice. Oh. oh, was it written by his son? Was it written no, by Iago? Yeah, by. That's my prerequisite. <laughs> it was written by Iago himself. <laughs> it was written by David Henry Wilson. <laughs> so, a name we all know and love. Yeah. <laughs> the great poet. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, now we've reviewed the play. I appreciate you guys coming on and talking to me about Macbeth. Um, always an absolute pleasure to have you guys on. Now, we can always hear your voices uh, coming out of other podcasts on the Sandspans Radio Network. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. Just head to sandspansradio.com where, where it's all there. There's. Plumbing the Death Star, Thumb Cramp, Shut Up a Second, Why Am I Sad, uh, oh, How Good's Footy, uh, 
There's some new ones that have joined the network recently <laughs> within the last few days. How is your own? energy just going? <laughs> Come on, man, sell it, sell it. <laughs> so got you got this, dude. <laughs> we've, got own, ah, we've got our own We've got our own book show now oh, called yes, Bookish. Oh, that's yeah. what we do, love too. Love the logo. Rival love the logo. Book podcast. Haven't it yet, I must admit. Yeah. Can you tell us about it? Because people might really be interested. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so it's, it's basically uh, George Dimarillos, who's a Why Am I Sad regular, um, and he's interviewing various, so far he's done quite a few Sans Pants uh, folk about their favorite book, and from that he tries to extrapolate, you know, some stuff about you. It's like 20% interview show, 20% uh, literary review. I haven't given. I've started with way too little percentages here. Sixty percent, twenty percent yucks, and sixty percent opening music. Sixteen percent. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of fun. I I, I went on it and uh, t- talked about the Lost City of Z and uh, Jungle by Yossi Ginsberg. So go in there and try and figure out why I love people struggling to survive in. <laughs> Harsh yeah, conditions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, fantastic. So yes, we do uh, far too many shows. So check them all out if you can. Uh, how's that for energy? Um, yeah. it's, it's less tired now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but now we're getting back to the tired energy. I'm so. It's, whew, it's just exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, guys. And until next time, as always, I'll say books forever. <laughs> yeah, books forever. Books forever. <laughs> Hey, book cheaters, just stay for you at the end of the episode. So thank you, number one, first of all, for listening to this episode, downloading or streaming or whatever you do these days. Really appreciate your your listenership. And a big thank you, of course, to Jackson Bailey and Joel Zammett there for being guests on the show. As always, giving up their time to hang out with me over Zoom this time from our respective homes. And uh, yeah, get behind all their stuff. Their podcasts on Sans Pants are very, very funny. I should have mentioned we did an episode of Plumbing the Death Star where um, we basically, all of us, uh, we did a choose-your-own-adventure type thing with Hamlet, which you can uh, check out now where we asked what would happen if Hamlet did a bunch of different stuff. So that was a lot of fun. You can check that out on uh, your podcast app. Search for it. You'll find it. Now, this show is uh, also brought to you by, uh, or made possible, I should say, by the good people that support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Now, it's at dogoonpod because uh, this is a spin-off podcast from my other show with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins called Do Go On, where we take a topic from history and uh, basically, yeah, talk about it and in a similar way to this show, hopefully muck around and make it funny. Uh, last week's episode was a report I did on Howard Hughes, the reclusive billionaire who uh, had an absolutely crazy life in a few stages, started out inheriting a lot of money, then turning into lots more money, and then uh, financing Hollywood films, dating half of Hollywood, setting a bunch of world records in planes, being in a couple accidents, uh, becoming a recluse, uh, buying casinos, living in those casinos. No one sees him for a long time, and I don't want to give away too much, but it is absolutely crazy. That's a very, very small rundown. His life is one of the most ridiculous of the last 100 years. So you can uh, check that out. But this show is, uh, and that show is made possible by people on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dogoonpod, you'll get some rewards. Like you get to vote for topics for Do Go On. And also we put out two bonus episodes per month. And for Book Cheat, to thank you for supporting this little show, 
people uh, that support us on Patreon tell me their favourite book and I'll read out their name to thank them and also read out their favourite book. So yeah, I'd like to dedicate this week's episode to the following six people. Really appreciate you supporting the show and uh, telling me your favourite book. So first of all, a big shout out to Scott Porter. Scott Porter, you're alright by me, mate. Uh, who's told me his favourite book is Harry Potter, The Goblet of Fire. Got a lot of people telling me their favourite books are Harry Potter and they are fantastically well written. An amazing world that JK did create. And uh, The Goblet of Fire, I would say, I don't know, if I've probably said this before, my favourite of the books is Prisoner of Azkaban, number three. Love it. But you've gone with The Goblet of Fire. So thanks, Scott Porter. John West, and I'm, I'm sure you've, I'm not going to say knows best because you would have heard that too many times. That's the Tuna brand. Uh, but John West, another classic is liked by you. Thanks for supporting the show. Favourite book from John West is It by Stephen King. Never got round to it, I'm afraid. And I haven't seen the films. I'm terrible with horror movies. Oh, man. I would reckon I'd have nightmares. So, um, But you're allowed to like what you like. It's very popular. So good on you, John West. Liking It by Stephen King. Joshua Merch. I've copied and pasted your name twice, I think. Otherwise, I've written Joshua Merch, Joshua Merch. That doesn't sound like it's going to be your name. <laughs> but um, thanks for supporting the show, Joshua Merch, Joshua Merch. Bit of a longer entry here from Joshua. I don't know much... It's not true. I don't know about a favourite book, I should say, but I have a cert- certainly reread all the Sherlock Holmes collections more than any other set of stories, I'd say. I'd love to hear an episode on each collection at one point, although they were all published as individual short stories as they were most commonly banded together into four different compendiums, my favourite of which is being The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes. I'd love to do some more Holmes on the pod. I had a really good time doing uh, The Study in Scarlet many months ago now. But uh, I'd love to do some more. Maybe I'll do a couple of short stories. That'd be fun. Thanks, Joshua Merch. Amy, Louise, Casey. One of my favourite book series growing up, and still is to be honest, is Noughts and Crosses by Mallory Blackman. Although aimed at teenagers, young and young adults, I'd still 100% recommend reading them if you haven't before. It takes on some really serious issues of race and the premises where black people are considered superior and white people are considered inferior and what society would be like. It's based on two teenagers two teenagers of opposite backgrounds who have known each other since childhood and fall in love and it's just an amazing story of love family and race it makes me cry cry every time i reread it dave give it a read thanks for the hot tip louise casey and thanks for the support of the show jared schaefer thanks for writing in to tell me although i only read it because it was required in school one of the books that has stuck with me is the giver by lois lowry the ideas of a structured colorless colorless and emotionless utopian society versus one with freedom of of choice man i'm really stuffing my words up here i've got the the font is too small and i'm being too too stubborn to make it any bigger so i apologize emotionless utopian society versus one with freedom of choice happiness and conflict were fascinating to me as a child and unlike some other dystopian stories these characters were able to successfully fight back against the society rather than be crushed by hopelessness. There is light at the end of the tunnel there. So thanks, Jared Schaefer. That's The Giver by Lois Lowry. And finally, David Bedard has supported this podcast and uh, in doing so has told me my favourite book. It's always been Dracula. He's a great villain who has stood the test of time. I love the way the story is told through a series of letters which help build the drama from different character perspectives. 
I'd love to do Dracula one day. And I reckon um, Jackson Bailey, who we had just on, who loves, as we discussed, uh, stories of people being lost, but he also loves uh, sort of horror-based spooky tales. Uh, so I reckon that he'd be a great guest to have on. So one maybe one day he'll be back and we can talk about Dracula. And I'll dedicate it to you, David Bedard. So to Scott, John, Joshua, Amy, Jared and David, thank you so much for being part of the Book Cheat Book Club. And if you want to get involved, you can do that at uh, patreon.com slash pod and support this show as well as Book Cheat, Primates and Listen Now, all the podcasts that we have started and uh, made our own little network all around. Do go on. Well, thanks for listening to the show. We'll be back next week, or in a couple of weeks, I should say, with another episode. But until then, I will thank you one more time. It is a genuine pleasure to be able to do this show. And until then, I will say, Books Forever! This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 